Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. And happy hump day, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. And today we're going to be reading Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 1 through 11 today. So let's jump right in. Let's grab our Bibles and our cups of coffee and our cups of tea, whatever you prefer. And let's go ahead and read this. As usual, I'll be reading out the WEB version this morning. And once again, this is Deuteronomy 10, verses 1 through 11. But let me do a quick recap just to remind everybody where we're at. On Monday, my sister and I were on the podcast and we talked about the rebellion of Israel, the one where they really messed up. They were uh, dancing around the golden calf, worshiping this calf. And this was especially ridiculous because they had heard God's voice literally like 40 days prior to that saying not to worship other gods and not to carve out other gods for themselves. But they disobeyed and they carved out this golden calf for themselves. And God was really, really mad because he had already dealt with many rebellions from Israel up until that point. And this was kind of uh, a slap in the face to him, especially since he had specifically told them with his own lips, like literally he talked directly to the people and he said, don't carve out idols for yourself. And yeah, God was getting very close to destroying them, but Moses prayed and interceded for the people and uh, God relented from destroying the Israelite nation at that point. So now Deuteronomy 10, we're going to see what happens pretty soon after this. This is the events following that rebellion with the golden calf. So let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 10 verses 1 through 11 today. Like I said, I'll be reading the WEB version this morning. At that time, Yahweh said to me, cut two stone tablets like the first and come up to me onto the mountain and make an ark of wood. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke, and you shall put them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first and went up onto the mountain, having the two tablets in my hand. He wrote on the tablets, according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which Yahweh spoke to you on the mountain out of the middle of the fire in the day of the assembly, and Yahweh gave them to me. I turned and came down from the mountain and put the tablets in the ark which I had made, and there they are, as Yahweh commanded me. The children of Israel traveled from Beeroth Bain, Jachan, to Mesera. There Aaron died, and there he was buried, and Eleazar his son ministered in the priest's office in his place. From there they traveled to Gadgoda, and from Gadgoda to Jotbatha, the land of brooks of water. At that time, Yahweh set apart the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of Yahweh's covenant, to stand before Yahweh to minister to him and to bless in his name to this day. Therefore, Levi has no portion nor inheritance with his brothers. Yahweh is his inheritance, according as Yahweh your God spoke to him. I stayed on the mountain as the first time, 40 days and 40 nights, and Yahweh listened to me that time also. Yahweh would not destroy you. Yahweh said to me, Arise, take your journey before the people, and they shall go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. If you're reading Deuteronomy 10 and also following along with the podcast, you might be a little bit confused right now, as I was. (laughs) There's a few things here that may seem inconsistent. And apparently people have before uh, 
gone to Deuteronomy 10 to say, oh, the Bible is so inconsistent because of some of the things that we see here. So for example, let's talk about verse one here. It says, at that time, Yahweh said to me, cut two stone tablets like the first and come up to me onto the mountain and make an ark of wood. The, the one reason this might be kind of confusing is because it actually says that a man named Bezalel was the one who made the Ark of the Covenant. But now God is telling Moses to make the Ark. So you might be like, Why, what, what's going on here? <laughs> did Moses make it or did Bezalel make it? Because in Exodus, we talked all about Bezalel and we talked about everything that he did with making the ark. And so it says here in verse three that Moses made the ark of acacia wood and cut the two stone tablets like the first went up on the mountain. And then he ended up putting them in the ark when God gave him the tablets back. So I looked this up because I was also confused. I'm like, were there two arks? (laughs) Or did Moses make the ark? Or did Bezalel help Moses during this time? So For me, I was a bit confused. And it turns out that this has some debate. A lot of people believe that Moses did, in fact, make a very crude ark of acacia wood to put God's tablets in. And this was possibly because God commanded Moses to no longer carry the tablets in his own two hands because we know what happened the last time Moses carried (laughs) the tablets in his hands. He broke them. He broke these beautiful tablets that God had made. And so now God is commanding Moses, don't carry them anymore because I can't trust you to not break them. (laughs) So make the ark of acacia wood and put them in the ark forever. A lot of people think that Moses did, in fact, make a very crude acacia wood ark at that point and then also chiseled out the stone tablets so that God could rewrite on them. And then that's kind of it. And then they eventually got transported into the real Ark of the Covenant. Now, others, on the other hand, think that this is talking directly about the Ark of the Covenant, the one that we know of, the one that's beautiful, gold. God sits on it. It's made of acacia wood. And in general, Moses is just generalizing everything that it was made. The the Ten Commandments got put in it. And that was kind of it. And that he was just giving like the broad picture of everything. But personally, I think it makes a lot more sense that there were two arcs. And I never caught on to that before. (laughs) Even though I've read Deuteronomy before, you know, I never noticed that it's it was a potential that Moses did, in fact, make an ark, a crude ark that God's Ten Commandments would get put in because they were special. They were meant to be treated with care. And if you go back to Exodus chapter 34, that talks about this story initially, And if you read verses uh, one through nine, which I will hear in a second, it does talk about how Moses had to chisel out the new stones and give them to God because uh, God made the first two stones and wrote on them. And Moses obviously broke them. So here's what it says in Exodus chapter 34, verses one through nine. One day, the Lord said to Moses, cut two flat stones like the first ones I made, and I will write on them the same commandments that were on the two that you broke. Be ready tomorrow morning to come up to Mount Sinai and meet me at the top. No one is to come with you or to be on the mountain at all. Don't even let the sheep or the cattle graze at the foot of the mountain. So Moses cut two flat stones like the first and early the next morning, he carried them to the top of Mount Sinai, just as the Lord commanded. 
And so then it says that after this, the, the Lord came down in the clouds, stood next to Moses, passed in front of Moses and said that he was God and how he keeps his commandments and that he loves people. And then he obviously wrote the Ten Commandments again and gave them back to Moses. So Moses doesn't mention here anything about an ark, but that doesn't mean that he didn't also carve out an ark during this time, because one of the things I mentioned was when Moses was making these stone tablets, that would not have been like an overnight ordeal. <laughs> I can't imagine that like hand carving stone would be super simple, like chiseling out very like super flat pieces of stone for these like tablets to be rewritten on. Like that would not be an overnight ordeal. This would take some time. I don't know how long, but it would take time for Moses to complete two stone tablets that are nice and flat for God to write on. And I'm sure that, you know, Moses had imperfections in his stone tablets. And I can imagine that God's tablets were perfect. That's beside the point. But if you connect Exodus 34 with Deuteronomy 10, it's pretty consistent that Moses could have also chiseled out an ark out of wood at the same exact time for the Ten Commands. So that's where I stand with all of this. Personally, I think that there were two arks. I think that that's a really interesting idea that uh, I never thought about before, that there could be another ark out there that Moses hand carved himself out of wood. So anyway... He said, it says here that he made an ark out of acacia wood and cut the two stone tablets like the first, went up onto the mountain, having the two tablets in my hand. And it says he wrote on the tablets according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments. So God took the two stone tablets that Moses made and wrote on them. And he wrote the Ten Commandments in his own hand and then gave them back to Moses. And what's funny here is that <laughs> this has been mentioned a lot. Moses keeps saying this exact phrase like over and over and over. He says, which Yahweh spoke to you on the mountain out of the middle of fire in the day of the assembly. <laughs> so Moses keeps reminding the people of how God spoke to them directly out of the fire. Like Moses is not letting that point go. He keeps reminding the people that God spoke to them directly. And this is a very important fact because the people heard God's direct voice. They knew of God's power. They knew that he was, in fact, God. The emotions they were feeling when they heard God's voice were so intense that they felt like they were going to die if they heard any more of God's voice. So Moses keeps reminding them that they heard God's voice and that Yahweh God is in fact God, the only God and the only God that the Israelites better be worshiping. So Moses says here that God rewrote the Ten Commandments onto the two stone tablets that Moses carved out after the first ones were destroyed by Moses. <laughs> and it says that uh, Moses came down the mountain and put the Ten Commandments into the, uh, the ark that he had made. And it says, and there they are as Yahweh commanded me. So Moses wasn't allowed to handle them too much is what it looks like. So yeah, he was allowed to walk down the mountain with them, <laughs> but he had to put them in the ark basically immediately, which is also um, makes sense that they couldn't just be like out in the open for people to like, I don't know, steal. Like it really does make sense that if the Ark of the Covenant wasn't made yet, that they needed to be put into something. 
to be like safeguarded until the Ark of the Covenant was, was made. And not to mention that anything God touches, if we're, we don't handle that with care, we know from scripture that that can be pretty lethal to us. Like not to mention um, all the, the regulations that the Levites had to go through just to enter into God's temple because God's presence was there. You know, they needed to treat that that space with so much respect and so much holiness because of of God's presence being there. So, yeah, I can imagine these Ten Commandments weren't much different in that uh, they need to be treated with respect and care. And unfortunately, the first set was not. So after this, it says that the children of Israel traveled from all these uh, crazy named places, Beroth Ben Bene Jochen. <laughs> to Moserah, and there Aaron died. So if you look back in Numbers, it actually says that Moses died at Mount Hor. And so um, a lot of people believe that Moserah, Moserah, wherever this is here, was at the foot or the base of Mount Hor, potentially on a different side of the mountain or something like that. Aaron had to climb up Mount Hor, and go through like this ceremony of giving Eliezer, his son, the new high priest job. And then Aaron was going to die on that mountain. But now at this point in verse eight, it says that Yahweh set apart the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of Yahweh's covenant, to stand before Yahweh and to minister to him and to bless in his name to this day. So the tribe of Levi was supposed to be the uh, special tribe in a sense, that was set apart, that was set apart as different, as holy. They were ministers to God. And not only that, it says that they were also going to bless in his name. I think that's really cool that uh, the Levites were supposed to bless other people in God's name. And if you know the song, The Blessing from Carrie Job, where it says, the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, whatever the tune is, that is directly from Numbers. That is what the Levites were supposed to say to other people. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and give you peace. It's a beautiful blessing. And so the Levites were set apart as holy and they were set apart as people who were to edify others. In other words, the leaders of bringing God's children into understanding of the scriptures and to understanding of who God was also. Now, after this, it says in verse 10 and 11 to conclude that Moses stayed up on the mountain for 40 days and for 40 nights, just like the first time. So Moses was up on that mountain a lot. And we, we see it was always uh, 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know what the significance of that was, but there must be some sort of significance because we see a lot of 40s in scripture. <laughs> Nonetheless, Moses was once again up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And it says, Yahweh, listen to me. Yahweh would not destroy you. Even though the Israelites were so sinful and so corrupt, you know, uh, God listened to Moses and Moses interceded for the people and did what a leader should do. He prayed for his people. And of course, God had mercy. And if you read once again, Exodus 34 God is restoring his covenant with the people after they broke it with the whole golden calf thing. And God says that I keep my promises to my people forever. That's verse seven of Exodus chapter 34. And this would be around the same time that uh, 
Deuteronomy 10 is talking about. So God ends up restoring his covenant with the people at this time. And God says in verse 11, arise, take your journey before the people and they shall go in and possess the land, which I swore to their fathers to give to them. So yeah, at this point, God says, move forward. It is time for you to take the promised land. Now, of course, we kind of know how that's <laughs> going to end, considering the fact that we read all about this before. But even so, God is telling his children to move forward once again and restore that relationship with him also. So that's the thing is when we do something wrong, like God is just really forgiving. He's very loving. There is no sin that God can't forgive besides just like rejecting God. That is the only unforgivable sin. But as far as other sins that you commit, if you are truly, truly sorrowful and repentant of those sins and you have faith in God, God can absolutely forgive you. There's no sin that's bigger than God. And there's nothing that you can do or mess up with that God can't restore. There's a verse my mom always says to me. She says, the gifts that God gives you are irrevocable. And I had to, <laughs> I was like, what does irrevocable mean? It basically means that they can't be taken away. Like if God gives you a purpose, no matter how much you do to screw it up or somebody else is trying to screw it up for you, it doesn't matter. It's irrevocable. God is going to make sure his purpose remains. But that's not the only thing is, is when you do mess up, God is able to restore you back to him. If you have a repentant heart from the things that you've done in your past, the sins that you've committed, because everybody's committed sins. Let's just be honest here. We're all sinners. If we confess those sins, it says in the Bible, he is faithful and just to forgive us from those sins and to cleanse us from any unrighteousness. And of course, if God can forgive these sins, which the Israelites committed, he certainly can forgive yours. You just have to ask and you have to have that true repentant heart. And God is desiring you. He's desiring you to come back to him. And he certainly can restore your relationship with him. Well, faithful listeners, it is the week before Christmas. Actually, it's only a couple days before Christmas, basically. So don't forget to tune in to the Christmas Eve special that I have going on on Saturday night at midnight. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great episode. I'm talking about the Trinity. And I'm going to be jumping all over scripture to... Uh, show you guys how Jesus is connected to the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is connected to the Father, and how the Father is connected to Jesus. And it's going to be a very, very fun episode for me. <laughs> now, I'm not going to sing this year. Firstly, because my throat's been kind of sore these past couple days. And secondly, I don't really feel like editing it. Because last time when I sang Silent Night for you guys last year, I was just like, Ugh, I don't like listening to my own voice. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are disappointed or relieved that I'm not singing for you guys this year. But either way, let me know if you're relieved or unhappy that I'm not singing for you guys this Christmas Eve. And also don't forget to tune in Christmas Eve at midnight. It's going to be a great and fun episode. But friends and faithful listeners, I do want to let you know I'm going to be taking a couple days off after Christmas. I'm going to take probably Monday and Tuesday off. I'm going to enjoy Christmas with my family and with my uh, church family. And I hope you do also. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of John. 
tomorrow we start John. I forgot about that. So yeah, don't forget to tune in tomorrow for an episode out of John. It's going to be the first episode in the book of John. And I'm very excited to do that with you guys tomorrow. But friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.